December 4, 2023. My name is Jaron Jackson. I do love America. For me, it's always about the gospel of Jesus Christ, his death, his burial, his resurrection. Today, Lord willing, we'll be talking about the January 6 affidavit. To be clear, to be clear, I should say, we're just going to be talking about the fundamental law as if it were me talking about what I would do if I were someone who were being prosecuted by the federal government in the January 6 capital breach cases. We're just going to be doing a rudimentary, simplified examination of where things go. Hat tip to uh, law coach, teacher, friend, brother in Christ, Dave Jose. You can follow him at Real Dave Cares for You on Twitter and Dave Cares for You on Telegram. This is not legal advice in the sense because this live stream is a production and a ministerial act. It 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 is my ministry. So this is just preaching the gospel. When you believe the gospel. You are born again. When you are born again, you will be in Christ. The most glaring benefit to that is the fact that not only do you get to be with him for eternity, but you will not be punished for these sins that you committed against God. There are also limitless benefits and fruits and byproducts of walking with Christ. And one of that is to make sure that you guard your heart with diligence. Proverbs chapter 4 verse 24 reads, Put away from thee a froward mouth, and perverse lips, and, uh, and and perverse lips put far from thee. Put the the deceitful lips, the the deceitful face, far from you. Verse twenty three. Keep thy heart with all diligence, for out of it are the issues of life. So you want to keep your heart with all diligence. Make sure that you are, for every idea, for every action, for every behavior, looking to Jesus, looking to Christ. The way that you know how to do that is the Bible. So read, believe uh, the Bible, abide in the word, and by keeping your heart with all diligence, you're going to be putting away from the froward mouth, so don't lie, and perverse words put far from thee. So words twist They twist, twisting words. Before we get started there, I'd like to encourage you to go to patriotswitch.com slash Jaren, patriotswitch.com slash Jaren. Today, Lord Willen, we'll be talking about the J6 jurisdiction affidavit for free. I believe that the fundamental law will get people free from prison if they stand on their rights. So in order for me to continue to do what I do, there's people that can benefit me and benefit themselves switching their shopping from globalists and godless commies to American manufacturing. That is done at patriotswitch.com slash Jaren, patriotswitch.com slash Jaren. Thank you for being a blessing to me therein. I want to kick off with Christmas season. For that, let's go to POTUS, President Donald John Trump. Here we go. During the sacred season, Christians celebrate the greatest miracle in human history. More than 2,000 years ago, God sent His only begotten Son to be with us. Christmas is here, yeah, Christmas is here. Grab a friend's hand and yank them near. It's the best time of the year. Christmas is here. An angel announced the birth of our Lord and Savior to humble shepherds. Christmas is here, play in the snow. Grab a friend's hand and don't let go. I'm the most big league 
I bring you good news that will cause great joy for all of the people. Christmas is here, yeah, Christmas is here. Look into the sun with zero fear. It's the best time of the year. Christmas is here. Merry Christmas and a happy new year. Amen. Gotta love President Trump. Uh, it's Christmas season, and uh, with that, we'll just kick off some Mannheim Steamroller in honor of Rush Limbaugh. Uh, I take, I take uh, influence. I take influence from Rush because I grew up on Rush Limbaugh. I grew up listening to him. Uh, he shaped my views in a lot of ways, and I just want to pay homage to the great Maha Rashi, who is in heaven because he also believed the gospel of Jesus Christ. We'll get to this January 6th uh, in a bit. There's a couple things I want to talk about just to kind of form things up. You know what? No, 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 no. We're going to audible. We're just gonna, I'm just going to audible. I'm just going to audible. I'm going to go directly to... All right, we'll play that from time to time. I'm going to go directly to um, this audio that uh, a fellow patriot posted. I don't know if he wanted his name or face said, so I only played the audio, only picked up the audio. But this is piggybacking off of last Friday's live stream where I was telling people that the Supreme Court has flipped. The nation has flipped. The fundamental law is still the law of the land. The Constitution is still very much in force. But because of bad knowledge because of uh, bad actors, because of bad disciplined thinking. We don't know, we have been trained to not know how to critically think. Because of all these things, ultimately because we've neglected God, we've taken our eyes off of Jesus as a nation, when we recognize that repentance is getting back to the Bible, believing what Jesus says, preaching the gospel, living uh, to live as Christ, to die as gain, when we do these things, we will know that the law is what's written in the Constitution and the fundamental principles that go into that. When we learn that, and that's what Dave Jose teaches. That's my, uh, like I said, real Dave cares for you on Twitter and Dave cares for you at uh, Telegram. Dude's not a guy that you would presume to be a law teacher. He's a black dude from the ghetto. He can't conjugate. He speaks with Ebonics. Loves hot rods. Um, but he knows the Lord, he knows the Bible, and he teaches the fundamental law. And as one of his students, um, I'm applying the knowledge that I've gained from him, the wisdom I've gained from him. And we're going to be looking at that in a J6 jurisdiction affidavit today. Just if anyone, if, if anyone were ever to be criminally prosecuted by the Department of Justice, specifically in the District Court of the District of Columbia, it may be useful for these people to know the fundamental law about what's going on if they find themselves in these positions. And I do this as a love, uh, teaching the uh, creeds and the beliefs of my forefathers, teaching the customs and the usages of our law, informing people of the wisdom of the common law because that's a derivation from Christianity. The founding fathers loved Jesus. Because they love Jesus, they read the Bible. When they read the Bible, they get God's ideas about justice and wisdom and righteousness and judgment. And as a result of that, they crafted public trusts called the Constitution and state constitutions. And government is limited to the express public trust of the language they're in. So whenever you learn the law and you understand what it is, you can very clearly just 
pick these things out. And I ran into something today in my personal research time. Uh, I've been struggling with the January 6th thing, like how do I approach things? Uh, but if I've got people that are actually J6 being J being prosecuted by January, if I ha if there are real people being prosecuted by the federal government, there is a powerful recognition, powerful law that I'll be speaking today. Before I get to that, I want to connect with what I was doing last week by pointing out and playing the audio of Justice Gorsuch. Just a snippet, Neil Gorsuch getting a back and forth from a government lawyer. So the government lawyer is making an argument in support of fake courts, also called administrative tribunals, but fake courts. So the government lawyer is arguing for fake courts and he's speaking to Neil Gorsuch, Trump appointee, now Associate Justice of the United States Supreme Court. Okay, so uh, this audio comes from uh, a patriot that I don't know if he wanted his name or his likeness known, so I just went with the audio. We'll play it and we'll go uh, as we need to, pausing for explanation. Go ahead. Justice Gorsuch? So, Mr. Fletcher, <clears throat> with respect to your argument that uh, Congress can move. Justice Gorsuch? So, Mr. Fletcher, <clears throat> with respect to your argument that uh, Congress can move something from courts into uh, agencies and the Seventh Amendment doesn't speak to that. Um, All right, right off the bat, right off the bat, Gorsuch is talking about courts moving things to agencies. Where's, um, where's, uh, do I have a, hold on, hold on, hold on. I need my whiteboard. We'll settle for this. We'll settle for our our little th you know three ring binder thing. Um, actually, we'll do one of these things. Where is this? Here is this. Here is this, and here is this. Where are you at? Where are you at? There we go. Okay, here we go. So here is a blank piece of paper, right? Here is a blank piece of paper. Here's a pen. So you have, we the people, we the people, right? We have all political power. We create government. This government is defined by the constitution, right? Constitution, okay? In this, in this constitution, it creates three branches, the legislative branch, the executive branch and the judicial branch, right? So there is only in the U.S. So this is just we're just talking U.S. Constitution. In the U.S. Constitution, there is only one court that's listed, and that is the Supreme Court, right? This is Article Three. Article Three of the um, uh, Article Three of the Oklahoma. Article Three of the U.S. Constitution. There is only one Supreme Court, and that's an Article Three. That's an A. Article Three, right? All other courts are from the legislature, right? So this is your circuit court. This is your district court, right? So think about this. Oh, come on, stupid camera. 
the U.S. Constitution creates the government. The government has legislative branch, executive branch, judicial branch. Right In the judicial branch, Article 3, the only court is listed is the Supreme Court. So the Supreme Court does not follow or move by anything that the legislature does or the executive branch does. So this is itself the only court that's imbued by the Constitution, created by the Constitution. Make sense? So now you have the legislature. And let's say that the legislature creates an agency called, um, what are we going to call it? Let's see, what, let's call it, I'm trying not to give away too much. Let's call it, um, uh, you know, the, the highway uh, traffic court, traffic court, right? Traffic court, right? What they do with this traffic court is, is a derivation of a law. So they'll pass the Highway Safety Act, right? They'll pass the Highway Safety Act and the Highway Safety Act inside the act creates itself its own court. So whenever people get traffic tickets, right? When people get traffic tickets, they go to traffic court. But traffic court comes from this Highway Safety Act. The Highway Safety Act comes from the legislature. The legislature is created by the Constitution, which was created by the people. Make sense? But America is a common law, common law, right? We have, we have the common law in America. The common law says that you can't come against one of the people unless you move by the common law. The common law is distinguished from the leg from enactments of legislature. Go read your Black's Law Dictionary. So Black's Law Dictionary will tell you the common law is literally distinguished from enactments of legislature. So if a le legislature writes the Highway Safety Act, the Highway Safety Act includes traffic courts, then whenever you're getting pulled over and you're being pulled into a traffic court, that traffic court is not judicial. It's legislative. Because it's legislative and not judicial, it's, no, it's not common law. It's now a legislative court. It's a legislative tribunal. This goes against the common law. People, by right, have reserved for themselves their rights. These rights include due process, right? These rights include liberty, property, right? Life, obviously, right? So there's, there's rights out here that are reserved by the people, which means there's a big fat wall right there. This big fat wall blocks rights from being messed with by the government. In fact, the only way that the government can mess with one of these people's rights is either A, another person swears to it, right? I swear. Or B, fraud or deceit by contract. That's it. This, these are how I swear someone swears to injury, right? Jaron punched me in the face. You kicked me in the shin. You stole my dog. You took my tractor. Or fraud, which means that, you know, I say I will pay 20 bucks, but then I didn't pay 20 bucks, right? So non-performance, non-performance of a contract. So the contract or that. This is how you gain jurisdiction over people, right? And jurisdiction equals power. So if all power is inherent in the people and people grant specific powers to the government, how do you get power over the people whenever they reserve their rights? 
Well, the only way to get power over people is to move by the common law, which is someone's got to swear to injury or fraud by contract. If it doesn't do that, it's not by the common law. So whenever you get a traffic ticket, for example, that's an agency going to a traffic court committed by Highway Safety Act made by legislature, which means it's a legislative tribunal, which means it doesn't have someone swearing to injury or fraud by contract, so it's not the common law, which means that the legislative tribunal is unconstitutional. Make sense? All right, now, there's that. Let's get to... Let's get to stuff. So all of that's to explain what when uh, when Gorsuch says this, that's the setup. This is Gorsuch. So, Mr. Fletcher, with respect to your argument that uh, Congress can move something from courts into uh, agencies, and the Seventh Amendment doesn't speak to that. Um, the Seventh Amendment. Let me bring this up. The Seventh Amendment. Make sure I got this. The Seventh Amendment, just so we're tracking. Let me do my camera down. The Seventh Amendment, we go, this is the US Constitution. Seventh Amendment comes down to, Seventh Amendment reads, let me jihad. Seventh Amendment reads, in suits at common law, where the value in controversy shall exceed $20, the right to trial by jury shall be preserved, and no fact tried by a jury shall otherwise be re-examined in any court of the United States than according to the rules of the common law, right? Common law. Roger that. Okay, let's, um, let's continue. Gorsuch, go ahead. Because it's not a suit. I think Noel Webster described a suit as any action or process for the recovery of a right or a claim before any tribunal. Now, what did he just say? He said, Noah Webster would define, why is Justice Gorsuch, why is Justice Gorsuch speaking to Noah Webster defining? Noah Webster was a founding father. Noah Webster also has his American English Dictionary. When you have the Constitution and it has a word, that word is in the general sense the common usage. The common usage of what the word meant at the time that the word was ratified. So if the Constitution ratifies a word, it meant what it meant when it meant when it was written down. So he's using Noah Webster's dictionary, the 1828 dictionary, to understand the usage of the term at the time. This is called the historical analysis method. The historical analysis method is looking at the uh, usages of the words. Continue. Which would seem to be a problem. That's a pretty contemporaneous definition. <clears throat> and then Justice Brennan in Grand Financier. Contemporaneous definition, which is him speaking to the historical analysis method. Now, again, uh, a couple of years back, Dave Jose, who's the guy that's you know taught me and he moved the court, Gorsuch came out with a, um, a you know, let me let me see if I can find it. Um, now I'm on the fly. I didn't prep this. Um, when uh, Justice Gorsuch wrote a couple years ago, this was for the... Um, see, I'm on the fly. I'm, I'm looking through notes at this moment. Uh, so this is the article that they're talking about. I'll show that. But what I want to do is I want to see the notice that we wrote. When you look at what the notice was that we sent, 
uh, Dave instructed these people to go deliberately to this stuff. This is, I should have prepped. I didn't prep it because I didn't think I'd be talking about it. So anytime I talk and it goes random, that's when I get off topic. So I apologize. There we go. There we go. There we go. Is this it? Is this what I want to talk about? Yep. Okay. Uh, this is a notice that we sent uh, on November 21st. Um, we the people have assembled and gained vast amounts of wisdom. So Dave wrote this education regarding uh, people's rights and due duties to instruct and correct all government trustees and servants. Therefore, you are being presented with this notice that you may provide immediate due care. The people are aware that the Supreme Court and some members of Congress have realized that the historical usage is in law. Look at that. We realize that people in Supreme Court and Congress have realized the historical usages in law have been ignored from the previous notices by the people. In those previous notices, the people demanded new restrictions and judgments against the ATF and other agencies. So this is where Dave then writes, the Bruin decision of the November 7, 2022 uh, statement from the Gorsuch opinion reveals the fact that agencies have misused the law to attack the people using unconstitutional doctrines, Chevron deferences. Uh, where's my picture again? So when I used, so when I uh, wrote, remember when I just drew this? This is, so these agencies, right? These agencies, they come up with doctrines, right? And rules. They say, here's the doctrines and here's the rules. And then they pay government attorneys, government government attorneys and these government attorneys so the agency will make rules then the government attorneys will come up with doctrines that they will then prosecute people with and so when the government attorneys use the rules of the agencies they're standing under the uh, foundation of the legislature which is not common law which means they're attacking people they're attacking people who have reserved rights you can't do that this notice that Dave is putting out is telling them Chevron deference is one such thing. Now, when this happened, uh, the Gorsuch opinion, Gorsuch released his opinion on, in this case, Thomas Buffington versus Dennis R. McDonough. And I, I read this last week. This, this was November 7, 2022. I read what, uh, what um, Gorsuch was, was saying. Now, all of this is the context behind what Gorsuch is talking about in this audio. Let's continue. I think addressed your argument pretty squarely when he said Congress cannot eliminate a party's Seventh Amendment right to a jury trial merely by relabeling the cause of action and placing jurisdiction in an administrative agency. Boss? Yeah, so I, I guess I think that's still... Now you're going to hear the attorney squirm. And so the attorneys, because they don't know the fundamental law, are now going to argue what the Supreme Court says in its holding. I'll tell you. Hold on. Let me um, get, your, get, your, uh, get your eyes real fast. Um, there's a difference between the law and a holding. So this, this is what's important because, you know, it makes sense for me to understand it pictorially. So if we go back to our, not that, if we go back to this, producer of one. And by the way, if you find this uh, entertaining, intriguing, inter, you know, educating, whatever, 
Go ahead and go to the links in the description and help a brother out. Amen. So this is, let's, let's go back. Let's go to our um, Constitution. The Constitution is the law, right? Right? And then if the Constitution makes the government, right? The government, like I told you, has the legislative, the executive, the judicial. Boom, 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 right? So if you're a judge, let's say you're a judge, right? When you go to a case or when a case is brought before you, you are supposed to be looking at the case as it's presented. So the issue, the issue that comes to you, this is what you're looking at. You are looking at the issue. This issue is a self-contained thing and only what's written on the issue is what you can see. If you know some, so, so if an attorney writes something or someone writes something, but you know X, Y, Z, but X, Y, Z is not in the issue, then you cannot consider X, Y, Z. You are, you are only able to look at what the issue is that's brought before you. If someone says, hey, let me send that judge notice of X, Y, Z. Now X, Y, Z can be taken notice. This is called judicial Notice. A judge only knows that which he has been uh, made notice of, given notice of. So when the judge is looking at an issue, he's going to be looking at what the issue cites as the authority. The statutes, the stupid rules, the case law, which is a freaking hoax, uh, all this other stuff, right? The issue, usually brought by an attorney, is going to be quoting statutes and rules and case law. The judges are only going to be looking at this. Now, if you are one of these people that are being prosecuted and you hire an attorney, guess what your attorney is going to do? Your attorney is going to hire or uh, argue statutes and rules and case law. Why? Because they all went to the same stinking law schools. They all went to the law schools teaching them statutes, uh, rules, and case law. So if you hire an attorney, your attorney is going to be arguing statutes, rule, and case law. And most likely, they're not going to be talking about X, Y, Z. Let's, let's rewrite this to say your rights. They're not going to be arguing your rights. They're going to be arguing their own stats, statutes, rules, and case law, right? This is what they're going to be doing. So, so when someone comes to you, they're going to be arguing statutes, rule, and case law. When you hire an attorney, that attorney is going to be arguing statutes, rule, and case law. And so the judge is going to be having statutes versus statutes, rules versus rules, case law versus case law. And your rights are never argued. If your rights are any, if your rights are ever argued, they're always argued as though they're subjected to these statutes, rules, and case law. This is inverting your rights and making them subjected to. Um, stop calling me. This is uh, your rights and making them subjected to this stuff. Now, back to what the judge is supposed to do. The judge is supposed to look at the law. The judge is making his, his determination based on what the Constitution says because the judge can only declare the law. The judge does not interpret the law. The judge makes a judicial act which declares the law. So if the law, in this case, is an unlawful, is an unlawful statute, but no one has argued that the statute is unlawful, then the judge can't take notice that the statute is unlawful because it hasn't been made known judicially to him. He can know it in his personal capacity, but if no one tells him that it's unlawful, he doesn't have judicial notice, which means he doesn't give due regard. 
And if he doesn't give due regard, then he's going to be arguing whatever's right there in front of him. This is 99.999% of cases because this is what attorneys do. This is what they do. They argue statutes, rules, and case law, and the judge is only going to take notice of all the crap that's going on there, right? And so when people assert their rights, the judge could probably say, well, the court has rules. The court's rules are that you have to file on page form 37, paragraph 1.472 or whatever. Well, what this judge just did is he just elevated these rules above your rights, which if you understand from our previous page, the judge can't do that. The Supreme Court can't use rules. They can't use the rules of the court to abrogate the rights of the people. The people wrote the Constitution. The Constitution made the uh, Supreme Court. The Supreme Court's rules, therefore, can't derogate, can't abrogate, can't go against the rights of the people. So when you use your rights, all of these people bow down. It's like every knee will bow and every tongue will confess the name of Jesus Christ, Philippians chapter 2. When Jesus is, you know, when, when, when you know, on judgment day, every knee is going to bow and every knee and every tongue confesses. So when people come to their servants, it's like judgment day. These people here, all of this stuff here is all service, all in service to the people. So when you come as the creator, as the king, as the one in charge, these people need to bow. But if you don't argue, if you don't present your rights, if you argue this crap, then you're going to get chewed up because you're doing stuff that's stupid. Okay. So when Gorsuch is tell, talking to this attorney, the attorney is saying, well, the legislature created this, uh, you know, this statute, right, which created this entity, which created its own rules, which have then been prosecuting uh, people underneath this authority. And by doing this, this is just on repeat. And this is what the judicial system is right now. It's just on repeat, 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 repeat. And so the judges and the attorneys and everybody taught by law schools do this over and over and over and over and over and over. And what Dave did was Dave said, no, 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 stop talking here. Let's go to this. Let's focus on this right here. We're going to box you in to the, to the document you already signed to. We're going to demand that you stand on this. That's what Dave does. That's what the fundamental law is. That's what he teaches, right? So let's go back to the audio clip and uh, go. Inconsistent with what the court has said in Grand Financiera. I just quoted. I'm, I'm sorry. But I miss, I, I miss. So now uh, they're, they're like speaking case law, which is a hoax, but go ahead. I don't think that's what the court held in Grand Financiera. It's inconsistent with what you were saying. I misread it, Mr. Fletcher. No, Justice Gorsuch, I'm saying. So the attorney is telling the judge that the judge misread the case. Or he's, he's saying, no, 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 I'm not saying he misread it. What the attorney doesn't know, and this, this, is where, this is where Dave has got the wisdom of God, and this is where these people, this is how I know the courts have flipped, and lawyers don't know it. So, and this is the evidence. Um, so you need to know what you're saying or looking at. So here, the attorneys, right, because they've been doing this on repeat, what, Ju what Justice Gorsuch did was he basically said, we're going to be looking at the Constitution while the attorney is arguing this stupid statute. The attorney is arguing doctrines. The attorney is arguing uh, case holdings. The attorney is arguing case law. 
And because he's arguing doctrines and case and case holdings and case law, the attorney that's like suing you, right? The attorney here for the government, the attorney that's arguing this does not recognize Gorsuch is doing this. These two things are not the same. Because the attorney trained by law schools is doing, you know, statutes and rules and case law, the attorney doesn't recognize this is what's happening. The attorney's arguing this because this is what the court has said. The court, the Supreme Court has done this. They've been bad. They have unlawfully been going against the people by this crap. This is why you can have traffic court. So this has been going on for decades. Decades it's been going on. But Dave's group does this. Dave teaches this. This is what the fundamental law is. And when you stand here, everything else has to bend and obey this. Has to. And that's what Gorsuch is saying. And so Gorsuch is saying, uh, isn't it bad that courts are taking it and, and, and changing it? Listen to what he says at the very beginning. Very beginning. Go ahead. This is Gorsuch. So, Mr. Fletcher, with respect to your argument that uh, Congress can move something from courts into uh, agencies and the Seventh Amendment doesn't speak to that um, because it's not a suit. I think Noel Webster described a suit as any action or process for the recovery of a right or a claim before any tribunal, which would seem to be a problem. That's a pretty contemporaneous definition. And then Justice Brennan in Grand Financiera, I think, addressed your argument pretty squarely when he said Congress cannot eliminate a party's Seventh Amendment right to a jury trial merely by relabeling the cause of action and placing jurisdiction in an administrative agency. Boss? Yeah, so I, I guess I think that's still inconsistent with what the court has said in Grand Financiera. I just quoted I, I'm sorry, Grand Financiera. I, I misspoke. I, I don't think that's what the court held in Grand Financiera. It's inconsistent with what the court said. You're saying I misread it, Mr. Fletcher? No, Justice Gorsuch, I'm saying Ooh. I misunderstood that that's a purely taxonomic change. Boom. Yes. And that that's not enough to render it no longer a suit for purposes of the Seventh Amendment. Yes, right? In context, Grand Financiera is talking about a proceeding that was in a bankruptcy court in the Article Three setting. I think the court's subsequent cases, including oil states, have said, if you're permissibly in an Article Three tribunal, then the Seventh Amendment doesn't have independent work to do. I apologize for misidentifying the case I was relying on. All right, but it, it would seem strange, and we don't usually say that the government can avoid a constitutional mandate merely by relabeling or moving things around. It's, it's as much a violation to do something indirectly as it is directly, we usually say, right? In some cases, but again, the Seventh Amendment has always been forum dependent. And Justice Gorsuch, I just think it would also be odd to say if exactly... Did you just hear what he said? Listen to what that attorney just said. He just said the uh, Seventh Amendment has always been form dependent. Listen to what this attorney said. Watch or listen. ...mandate merely by relabeling or moving things around. It's, it's as much a violation to do something indirectly as it is directly, we usually say, right? In some cases, but again, the Seventh Amendment has always been forum dependent. And Justice Gorsuch, I just think it would also... Form dependent. Form dependent. This is a freaking hoax. Form dependent. Do you know what form is? Form is that it had like it's like colored by the numbers. Like step one, do this. Step two, do this. Step three, do this. What is the Seventh Amendment? We said that the Seventh Amendment. Where are you at? Uh, where's the button? Where's the button? This is why sh other shows have um, uh, 
uh, other shows have their own producer. I'm producer of one. The Seventh Amendment is the common law, right? In suits at common law, that's what they're talking about. See, the issue is the stupid attorney doesn't know the definition of common law. He, he has been taught wrong. He thinks the definition of common law is the doctrines and rules. He thinks common law is statute statutes created in entities, entities making rules, and then him suing people over on repeat, which is why they talk about doctrines, case holdings, and case law. This is what the attorney thinks the common law is. But that's not what the common law is. So when the attorney is looking at the Constitution, and the Constitution says in suits at common law, the attorney is coming down here and he says that it's form dependent. What is he talking about the form? He's focusing on the word suits, right? Suits. He's focusing on the term suits. And because he's looking at the form at the word suits, he's projecting on top of it uh, case holdings, case law, court rules. He's projecting court rules, case holdings, case law on suits. But he's completely missing the fact that the Constitution says common law. So that begs the question, what does common law mean? We'll get to that in our J6 affidavit. But that is what he's doing. And I think it's beautiful because that attorney has no idea what Justice Gorchus is talking about. None. Like, it is completely out of his head. He has no idea. None. And this is where I'm very optimistic. This is where I see God working. Because, like we said, Proverbs chapter th uh, 4, verse 23 and 24. Keep thy heart with all diligence. That attorney, is he, he does not have the diligence to look at the authority, which is the Constitution. He's not looking at the law. He's looking at what he's been taught. And because he thinks his teachers are the best, he doesn't have the humility to recognize that he's freaking wrong. Which is why Gorsuch is ripping his liver out and the guy doesn't understand why it's happening. He has no idea. No idea. And it's beautiful. <laughs> it's beautiful. <laughs> It's beautiful because the implications are massive, massive, massive implications. That was the end of the, uh, no, 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 we, we still had a couple seconds left. Go ahead. So beyond to say if exactly or other consequences very informally in ways that don't look at all like a tribunal because it's just the customs officer saying you owe this much duties, then that's... I'll get to customs in a sec. Yeah, that guy, he is floundering. He's floundering and he's using words right uh I, I, what was it proverbs 4 24 put away from the froward mouth deceit put deceit out of your mouth and perverse lips put far from thee don't lie don't be devious don't scheme these people have schemed they're lying they've crafted words and they've substituted things relabeling them and now that the supreme court has been wrangled in by the people led by people like dave jose now that people now that the people the people in charge now that we the people have told the courts what to do the courts are subservient to us the supreme court has flipped and Justice Gorsuch is ripping this guy a new one, using words from the notices, telling him what to do. And he, he does not have the mind. He does not have the brain. It is not in his, in, in his intellectual framework to understand what Gorsuch is saying to him. He has no clue. 
I dare say 99.99999999% of attorneys have no clue what's happening to them. All right, let's shift gears. Let's go to the, um, let's go to this J6 affidavit if we can. No, 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 not that, not that, not that. Let's go here. We're just going to write this. Going to write it from scratch. Always from scratch. Always from scratch. People asking for a template. It's just like, can I have a template? No, no templates. Always from scratch. Always write your instruments from scratch because now you're, you're, you're creating, which means you're standing on what you know instead of ripping off of, piggybacking off of somebody and borrowing from them because you might not know what they knew. They might be wrong and they might be using something that you don't understand or they could be wrong in their use of it. So never, 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 never use uh, forms or use uh, templates for stuff. At the same time, I want to say um, that this is not legal advice in any sense of the word. This is absolutely 100% evangelism because we are talking about our uh, fundamental rights. So when we discuss the fundamental rights, let me turn this off. When we discuss our fundamental rights, this is just talking about the creeds of our forefathers. And because I'm not giving this to anyone specifically, I'm just saying, hey, this is a how-to. Same as if we were talking about you know, changing out um, you know, tires on a car or something. That's all we're doing. Uh, what am I looking for? I'm looking for Zoom. Where's my Zoom? Um, view. That's where it is. Zoom. Let's go big because there's people who can't read. Plus, it's on the internet. Um, then we want to do format. We want to do page. We want to do legal sized. Uh, never bend your stuff. Always sign in blue. Certified mail. Everybody else. Amen. So now we'll go to... This is going to be called a jurisdictional. I'm just going to call it, you know, affidavit of jurisdiction. Right? We're just going to say affidavit of jurisdiction. Let's do this. I've got my notes. And there's no way good way to do this. All right. Um, so now do this. Now I'm going to say this is an affidavit of lack of jurisdiction um, and duty to dismiss because we're going to send it directly to. The, the theoretical situation here that has no bearing on any individual at all, I'm just doing this because I love America, um, is that people who have been prosecuted in pursuance of the January 6th capital breach cases. This might not apply to all of them because I haven't read every single affidavit. I haven't read all the court documents, but this is basically going to get 99.9% .9 of them because you'll see why in a second. Notice to agent is notice to principal, can't type, and notice to principal is notice to agents, dot dots. You wanna come back here. Affiant, that's one with personal knowledge who swears voluntarily to claims. Uh, and you just put your name, J6er. One of the people as seen in, I'd say, Oklahoma Constitution, Article 2, Section 1. Now, on this, what you're really looking for, and I'll show you, what you're really looking for is, where's, what you're really looking for is anything in the state constitution. Let's just go to the state constitutions. We go to anything in the state constitutions. Any state constitution. Let's go Colorado, right? Colorado Constitution. Um, 
Article 1, that's the boundaries. We want bills of rights. Go to your state constitution, bills of rights. And then what you want to do is something to say, something along the lines of all political power is vested in derived from the people. So you would say, if you're in Colorado, and, and you can do this with anything. So if you live in Florida, you can write this from Wyoming Constitution. If you live in Washington, you can say this from Louisiana Constitution. It does not matter because it's the frame of government and it's by right. Okay, Jesus gives gifts to people because he's king over all. So because he's king over Maryland and king over Minnesota, the people that have rights in Maryland also have them in Minnesota because Jesus is good and he gives good gifts to all. Amen. But what you're really looking for is all political powers invested and derived from the people. You're looking from to something to that extent, something to that-ish, because we stand as a people. We stand as one of the people. All right. We're going to do... Bold. Oh, shoot, 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 shoot. We're going to do bold, right? Then we're going to do Katarl A. We're going to do Times, New Roman. Um, then we're Republican in form. This is important, and you guys can look this up. Get your own Black's Law Dictionary. Uh, Republican in form. I would do fifth or earlier. I have a fourth. I have a fifth. I have a third, and I have a one. Um, Republican in form. You are the people that come as the ones creating government. You are coming as these guys right you're coming as these guys you're coming as the people right sui juris that's the only latin you should ever be writing this just means by right this is your uh standing right so your status is one of the people your standing is sui juris one of the people sui juris uh republican form sui juris uh do serve you and then i would say judge name whatever judge whatever the name of the judge is that's over you. I do serve you judge name this affidavit by necessity, or excuse me, this affidavit in this court of record by necessity. And if you want to know where all this stuff is, uh, Dave Jose has uh, affidavit classes. Again, I've said his stuff multiple times. You can hit him up. Uh, in this court of record by necessity to uh, how to do all this stuff. Um, uh, to make claims and that you do provide immediate due care, right? Then I want to say, please take notice that Affiant sends this by right and not as part of a case, right? We are not participating in their stupid courts. Uh, we are sending it by right, which means that it will take precedence. It will absolutely overrule any court rule, any court action, any statute, any procedure. By sending it by right, it's like God coming down and giving Moses the ten tablets. He told Moses to take his sandals off and wait there while he wrote some stuff. Same thing. It's like, chill out. I'm going to send you some stuff. We are the creators of government. Please take notice of uh, Affiant serves this. I say that serves, serves, serves this by right and not as part of a case. All right. Please take notice that uh, Black's Law Dictionary, fourth, fourth edition, defines court of record as, and then I'm going to do, where's my, where's my fourth? All right show you here I got to get my court all right here then we do where's the thing 
here. All right, court of record, right? This is Black's Law 4th, court of record. A judicial tribunal having attributes and exercising functions independently of the person of the magistrate designated generally to hold it and proceeding according to the course of common law, its acts and proceedings being enrolled for perpetual memorial. That's what we're going to write. But I just wanted to show you that that's what the definition was. Right? Court of record. Now, you'll get to the point where you should be uh, recognize, or remembering this. A judicial tribunal. Uh, what was it? Having attributes and exercising functions independently uh, of the person of the magistrate um, designated uh, generally to hold it and proceeding according to the course of common law, its acts and proceedings being enrolled for a perpetual uh, memorial. Right. And then I'm going to do this. Please take notice that. I always, always uh, do this first three because of boom. And then I want to say proceeding according to the course of the common law. We're going to put that in yellow. And I'm going to say highlight for emphasis. Because I'm going to tell him, what's up? Hey, courts of record move according to the common law. Then I'm going to say, please take notice that uh, Black's Law Dictionary, fourth edition, uh, defines common law as, and then where's the camera? Where's the, oh shoot, let me find it first. Um, common law, common law. Where you at? Um, all right, here we go. Here's what we're gonna do. Handy dandy, boom. And then we're gonna say common law, common law, right? as distinguished from law. Now see, this distinguished means that there's separate. Law of identity. A is not B, B is not A, they are separate. So as distinguished from law created by the enactments of legislatures. That right there is a killer. This is literally saying if you are moving according to laws created by legislatures, you are no longer in the common law. The common law comprises the body of those principles and rules of action relating to the government and security of persons and property. That's what we'll do. And then we'll talk about their, their authority, but that's the definition, right? So that's what we will say the definition of common law is. And you'll also be able to memorize that one. Um, so the first one was as distinguished. How do you spell distinguished? As distinguished uh, from law created by the enactment of legislatures. The common law comprises the body of those principles and rules of action relating to the government and security of persons and property. And then I want to do this. And then I want to do this. And 
This is going to say highlight for emphasis because we're basically saying that's as distinguished from law created by the enactment of legislatures. Now, you should be able to see something real fast. If a court of record is proceeding according to the course of common law, and common law is as distinguished from law created by the enactment of legislatures, now we're telling the judge, remember, um, whenever we give uh, judicial notice, where's my fancy, there's this, there's this. When we give judicial notice, where'd I put it? Okay, remember here, actually, just let me do this. Remember here, remember here when we said we have to give judicial notice, right? So the issue that most, most issues presented are coming from statutes, rules, and case law. And then if you hire an attorney because they go to law school, law schools teach statutes, rules, and case law. So if you hire an attorney, you're going to be responding to whatever issue as a statute, rule, or case law. Your attorney is going to be arguing the same stuff. But we're going to stand on our rights. And when we stand on our rights, we give judicial notice. That's what this affidavit is. It's not only evidence, but it's also giving judicial notice to the judge. So by giving the judge judicial notice of what these words mean, he now has to recognize, yeah, uh, this is not a court of record, is, is basically what you're saying. You're, you're effectively saying this is not a court of record. And by doing that, um, you know, by doing that, you're, you, are, you are blasting the jurisdiction of the, uh, of the court. You're, you're basically destroying... I mean, you are destroying anything that he's going to stand on. But I'm not just going to leave it at dictionary terms. We're going to show what the law says because that's what we're supposed to do. And again, um, you know, go to uh, my law teacher, friend, coach, brother in Christ, Dave Jose, Real Dave Cares for You, number four on Twitter, Dave Cares for You at tele on uh, Telegram. Uh, or, you know, if you want to, while we're doing this, you can go to uh, humblewb.coffee humblewb.coffee this is something I'm giving away for free as it should be um, this knowledge has been hidden from us this is how you exercise your rights but if you also while you want to exercise your rights and watch this share this and write your own instruments you can go to humblewb.coffee a private membership organization direct products of coffee air roasted coffee right to your door uh, it's a ministry whereby portions of proceeds mail Bibles throughout the United States. Delicious air-roasted coffee at humblewb.coffee because literally no one else, no none other of the podcasters do this. They all talk about Joe Biden is falling downstairs, which is dumb. Doesn't help anybody. Here we go. Affiant claims. So now we're saying stuff that we say is true. This is what we are... Um, this is what we are held accountable to. This is what, if we say something wrong, we could go to jail. I would say case XYZ, whatever your case number is, or, you know, because they're going to give you a case. So say that case affiant claims that case uh, XYZ, whatever it is, because I'm not you, um, uh, what was I going to say? Lacks jurisdiction. We're just going to say that straight up. Now, recognize that claim. We're, we're claiming there's no jurisdiction. Which, which automatically bumps to the beginning of any proceeding. It happens before any motion. It is the very first thing that the judge has to regard. Very first. He cannot do anything else if there's no jurisdiction. Because a judge who uses or does anything, a judge who does anything without ju uh, jurisdiction is committing a felony. Straight up. It's unlawful. The judge can't do anything without jurisdiction. 
And that's because judges declare the law. So if the law is declared, which is a judge doing something, if a judge does something and the judge does something, which is the declaration of law, but it's out of the jurisdiction, it's, it's unlawful. It's a breach. It's like if, it's like if you are a born-again Christian, the, the law is that you must be born again. You must believe the gospel. So if you believe the gospel and you're saved by faith, if you come in and say, well, then you must be circumcised, that no, you, you can't do that. That's out of the jurisdiction of the new covenant. The new covenant does not have provisions where you have to be circumcised. So if, if someone's arguing you must be circumcised, they're actually bringing in a foreign jurisdiction to the covenant by which you are saved. And if Jesus saves you by the blood of by his blood and washes away your sins, the death, the burial, the resurrection, if Jesus says, this is how you are saved, you must be born again, you must uh, believe in me, you must be baptized in my name, and someone says, well, you got to give 10%. Well, hold on. Are you making that an issue of salvation? Because if you're making that an issue of salvation, you're bringing in a foreign jurisdiction to the covenant which goes against the law. It, it's unconstitutional. It's unchristian. It's heresy. This is how the, the ideas track. This is how the law tracks. So you have to know what the law is. In order to be saved, you must believe the gospel. If you say, I believe the gospel, but we also have to have people circumcise themselves, that is conflating the two covenants and they are separate and distinct. They're separate and distinct. And no one will ever be saved by the old covenant. Never again. It's over. It's gone. Hebrews chapter 8. Because it's gone, you have a better covenant, the new covenant. Believe the gospel. Hopefully that tracks and some Christians have made some connections. So we're going to say affiant claims that case XYZ lacks jurisdiction. Then we're going to say, uh, or uh, whoever, whoever, because I'm not writing this for any particular person. Affiant, by right... Uh, because you have rights. So you're, you're, you're saying, whenever you say by right, you're saying Jesus lets me do this. Jesus gave me this power. So if Jesus gave you this power, who can stop you? If God is for us, who can be against us? If Jesus gives you a right, who can tell you how to exercise that right? Who can regulate that right? Who can abrogate that right? Who can tell you when to use that right, when not to use that right? Uh-uh. No, 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 no. So affiant, by right... Uh, what do we want to say? By right may only be prosecuted in a court of record. Done. Right? You can only be prosecuted in a court of record because that's the common law. Right? Look, a court of record proceeds according to the common law. The common law is what? Is the common law comprises those bodies of principles and rules of action relating to the government and security of persons and property. Are you one of the persons? Are you one of the people? Yep. Do you got stuff? Yep. They can't mess with you and they can't take your stuff unless they do it according to the common law. The common law can only be used by the by an, in courts of record. The court, the, and this is what a court of record is. So we're going to say affiant by right may only be prosecuted in a court of record, which is true. Right? Uh, now we want to say the original, this is where you got to do some research, legislative Legislative intent of the Judiciary Act, Judiciary, where did, no, no, Judiciary Act of 1789, um, did not grant 
uh, created courts like the uh, district, like the district court of the District of Columbia, because that's where all these J6ers are being prosecuted. The, the original legislative intent of the Judiciary Act of 1789 did not grant created courts like the District Court of the District of Columbia. Now, recognize the wisdom here by saying it's a created court. I'm automatically saying you are not under Article 3. You're not moving by the Constitution. You're, you're moving by some stupid legislative act. So I'm already, you're already doing something very specific. So, you know, created courts are created by the legislature. They're not created by the Constitution, right? So, and I'm going to say like the District Court of Columbia. So that way, the judge who's prosecuting the J6er has no, uh, there's no uncertainty. We are being very specific saying you are a, a judge in a district court, the District of Columbia, that's prosecuting all these J6ers. The District of Colum the District Court of the Court of Columbia, the District Court of the District of Columbia is not a court of record. How do we know that? Well, because the Judiciary Act of 1789 did not grant created courts like the District Court of the District of Columbia, and this is what we're claiming, the common law, um, uh, you know, uh, no, 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 did not grant them common law jurisdiction uh, of crimes against the United States. That's what we're going to claim. And I'm going to show it to you. I'm not just going to say it. I'm going to, I'm going to show it to you. So we'll get there. Uh, and then we want to say, um, uh, la, 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 la. you are a trustee because we're writing the judge. Uh, you are a trustee to the Constitution. You owe affiant. That's, you know, if, if you're the person being prosecuted, affiant, a fiduciary duty which is a trust language so you're you're basically you're hitting the part of the judge's brain where he recognizes trust law uh, to dismiss uh, cases without jurisdiction right and then see evidence below so he but basically what we're saying is we're giving them notice here's what a court of record is here's what the common law means this case doesn't have jurisdiction because the Judiciary Act of 1789 that created district courts, the Judiciary Act of 1789 created district courts. The district court, like the one you're being prosecuted in in the District of Columbia, um, is a created court. Created courts do not have and were not granted common law jurisdiction of crimes against the United States. You can't prosecute me criminally because you don't move by the common law. You can't prosecute me according to the Constitution because you don't move by the common law. That's what you're saying. That's what you're saying. Right. Then you're going to say, and you can say any, uh, you know, any Constitution. Uh, here I would say, um, I, you know, I, I would say Oklahoma Constitution. Or you could use the Sixth Amendment. You're basically going to be using the... Um, where am I at? So, I mean, look at this. We could use, let, let's go to another state just to show you that the frames are all true. Let's go to Mississippi. Haven't looked at Mississippi. Mississippi, Article 1, distribution of powers, no boundaries of states. Bills of rights, Article 3. There we are. Article 3, all political powers and parent the people. Okay, that's what we want. 
But what we're looking for is now criminal prosecutions, prosecutions, prosecutions. We want prosecutions. Okay. Due process, that's a good one, but that's not what we're going for right now. Taking to public property, freedom of religion, repealed, repealed. Rid of habeas corpus is good, but that's not what we're looking for. Open courts, remedy, access to court, so you can defend yourself. Uh, there we go. In all criminal prosecutions, so I would you know write this right. You, you're basically wanting the, the whatever part of the Constitution that's saying in all criminal prosecutions, and then it lists out your rights. That's what you want because you have to understand. Whenever the Constitution secures your rights in criminal prosecutions, those rights that are being specified are common law rights. So even though they don't say the following are common law rights, when the Constitution says in all criminal proceedings, whatever follows is being listed, that is a common law right. So you have the right to be heard by counsel, by himself, common law right. Demand the nature of cause of the accusation. That's a common law right. Be front of the witnesses against him, common law right. To have common uh, compulsory processes for witnesses in his favor, common law right. In all prosecutions by indictment, blah, blah, you know, all of those are common law rights. So the Constitution doesn't just say these are common law rights, but if it says this is what your right is, that's a common law right. And a common law right can't be deprived by an enactment of the legislature. Period. 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 Okay? So whenever you write this, uh, if you're going to, whatever it is, you're going to say the Oklahoma, whatever the part is that says in all criminal proceedings. Right? The very easiest one to do is the Sixth Amendment. Because that's, that's the one in the, you know, uh, we'll do Sixth Amendment to the... Uh, Constitution, right? And then you're just going to come down to where the Sixth Amendment is. Where is this at? Bill of Rights, right? In all criminal prosecutions, it's going to say, here's all your common law rights. Copy. Boom. And you make it all the same thing. Times New Roman. Then you say Sixth Amendment to the Constitution. Boom. Then you put the quotes. Boom. And then you say, boom. And then we're going to list out what the, um, uh, uh, so, so what we're going to ba basically say is, uh, you are a sworn trustee. So now we got to show, now we got to show the, um, the, the judge, uh, the oath of the judge. So we're, now we're going to say, um, Constitution of the United States, Article 6, uh, Clause and this says, excuse me, let's go to Article 6. Where are you at Article 6? Right here. Section 2, Clause 2 is right here. You guys need to study your stuff. If I'm going too fast, then you can watch it again, slow down, do whatever, but you need to read your stuff. So Article 6, Clause 2. Quote it. Quote it. Then we're going to say this. Okay. Then after that, so what we've just said is, you know, the, you know, it says, uh, and the judges in every state shall, shall be bound thereby. So it's talking about judges are going to be bound to what? 
this constitution or laws in the state contrary notwithstanding. Then what we're going to do is we're actually going to show them their own law, Judiciary Act of 1789, and we're going to go one state, one stat 73, and section eight. So if you go to the original statute, and you're gonna to have to find it, but it looks like this. Here's the original statute of, um, you know, uh, this thing. Uh, I've saved it to my desktop, so that's where I got it, but this is the original statute, right? This is, this is what it looks like. And so then I'm gonna come down to section eight, section seven, section eight. Section eight, oh, it's not, oh, okay, I can shift over. Section eight is gonna tell you what they have to swear to, that justices of the Supreme Court and the district judges, so the judge we're sending it to is a district judge, before they proceed to execute the duties of the respective offices, before they do their offices, they have to make the following, following oath or affirmation. I do solemnly swear or affirm that I will administer justice without respect to persons they can't be politically motivated so all those people going the judges are politically motivated it's like they swore that they wouldn't okay and do equal right to the poor and to the rich you can't favor the poor because you hate rich you can't favor the rich because they grease the palms and, and make you hate the poor uh and um and I will faithfully and impartially discharge and perform all the duties incumbent on me as, and then they're going to say the label is the judge, according to the best of my abilities and understandably, understanding agreeably to the Constitution and laws of the United States. So they can't argue against it. They have to know what they're doing. So understanding, if they don't know what they're doing, then they can't do the job. So us telling them what the law is, if they go against it, they're actually doing it with full knowledge because they swore that they would know their job. So when we're telling them what their job is and they go against it, it's like, not only did you not know, so you violated your oath, but now that I told you and you still went against it, now you're doing it with malice. Now you're actually going against me. You're attacking me, right? Uh, so th this, is, this is what we're going to quote. This is what, see, can I, can I, can I copy this? Copy, please let me copy, it'd be great. So that's what we're gonna quote article, uh, one. yes, sweet. So um, there you go. We just quoted the Judiciary Act of 1789, 1 Stat 73, Section 8, but we're not done there because the next one, we're going to go Judiciary Act of 1789. Uh, again, 1 Stat 73, Section 9, a, uh, we'll just do section nine. Um, no, we'll do section nine A. And then what we'll do is we'll come down and what I wanna show you from section nine A is section nine, so here's section nine. Now let's go to section nine A. Saving to suitors in all cases the right of a common law remedy where the common law is competent to give it. So the, uh, and when, so when this is saving to suitors, right? Saving to suitors. You are, if, if you are a party to a case, you are a suitor, right? If, and so the district courts have to save to those suitors common law remedy. So if a court is moving by a legislative prescription, then the court can't use what the legislative prescription is if the suitor has common law remedy. And I'll even specify this, that because we're going to swear that these district courts don't have um, jurisdiction over common law, uh, don't have common law jurisdiction over crimes, 
you'll recognize that all of this statute is in equity or on the high seas or on the territory of the United States. So this, the, so the presumption in the Judiciary Act of 1789 is not for criminal acts. And the reason why is if you go to Article 1, Section 8 of your Constitution, Article 1, Section 8 of your Constitution, what's, these are the granted powers to the legislature. You will not find in here uh, powers of crimes except for, here's Clause 9, constitute tribunals inferior to the court. So that's where the, that's where the Congress has the power to make inferior tribunals. And then this, to define and punish piracies and felonies committed on the high seas are the people who walked into the Capitol building on the high seas. No. So if they aren't on the high seas, then that's already, that's, this is speaking about the jurisdiction of the crimes that the federal government can define and punish. So if the federal, if the legislature is granted the powers to define and punish piracies and felonies committed on the high seas, okay, but also, and offenses against the law of nations. Now, this is where you guys need to do some, uh, go take Dave's webinars when he's talking about, um, talking about this stuff, but this means a very specific thing. This does not mean against normal people. This is talking about the laws of nations. I, that's all I'll say because that's a big topic, but just showing you where their powers are. Okay? So if we go back to this, we're going to quote uh, Judiciary Act, where'd you go? Section 9, verse A. We're going to say, saving to suitors, saving to suitors. We'll see if what that, what that gets me. Yep. Saving to suitors. And we'll do some dot, dot, dot. Power to give it. Dot, dot, dot. Boom. So there we are. We're, tell, we're showing them in the... The reason why we're doing this, we're showing them in the Judiciary Act that in all cases, in all cases, this is in all cases for all district courts, for all circuit courts. So if there's a case in a district court or a circuit court, there's the right of common law remedy. Now, what we're now going to go to is we're going to go and uh, I don't suggest that you go to um, Supreme Court cases. You read the holdings of the case. Or don't just, excuse me, don't just read the holdings of the case. Read what the case is about. So I don't support case law. Uh, I don't look this up, but if there's places where the Supreme Court or courts have declared the law, sometimes you can see where they're pointing to the fundamentals, right? And so um, what we're going to do here, there's a primary holding. Now, this is where the attorneys will just camp out. The federal circuit courts do not have an implied authority to take criminal jurisdiction over common law cases. Now, this is where there's a, um, there's, this is where there's already words being uh, fudged, right? Common law, when there's the hyphen right there, it's used as an adjective, right? It's not used as the, it's not used as a noun. So this is talking about common law cases. So then you would have attorneys fighting like you heard in the audio with Gorsuch and what's his name, Fletcher. You had the 
um, attorney arguing that common law had to have form dependent. Suits had to be form dependent. You remember hearing that? This is where he would say that common law is an adjective and not a noun. And because he's using it as an adjective to describe the case, it allows that attorney to substitute the fact that the case has to be in the common law. So if the case has to be in the common law, which is what we are saying, when you allow common law to go from using as a noun to an adjective, they can then create all sorts of other options to call the case, to use an adjective to call the case. Uh, an admiralty case, an equity case, a, uh, you know, a this case, a that case. You're letting them use adjectives instead of standing on the noun. Right. This is why you don't just um, this is why you don't just use court holdings, because this is what attorneys do, by the way. The attorneys would only read this. They would only read this. They would say the federal circuit courts do not have an implied authority to take criminal jurisdiction over common law cases. They would stop right there. And then they would use some other case law to say some other stupid stuff. But that's all that they would do. Right. When you read this case and you, I would grant you, you know, go ahead and do it. Um I went down to, and I read the, it's not long. It's only like eight pages, eight, whatever. This is, this is the very, this is, this is the, this is the very end, but there's a lot of cool stuff baked into this. So go back and read it. It's, uh, it's United States versus Hudson, 11, 11 U.S. 32, 1812. Certain applied powers must necessarily result to our courts of justice from the nature of their institution, right? So courts have a nature. There's a nature to the court. So every court has, by nature, a nature. It has to do things naturally in order for it to be a court. That's what they're saying here. The implied powers have to exist in order for the nature of the court to function as a court, right? So implied is not specified. It's something that's just going about. So they have to be there necessarily to our courts of justice from the nature of their institution, right? But, but is opposite, right? So if courts have to have implied powers, that's not the same thing as saying that they have all powers. They have implied powers, but they don't have all powers, okay? But jurisdiction of crimes against the state is not among those powers, when you are sued, I'll just do this. Let's do, uh, let's do Google. When you are sued, and I'm randomly going to do this. Let's do in capital breach cases, right? Capital breach cases. Is it big enough? This is, this is all, let's just scroll down, right? There's, there's hundreds of these, thousands of these, right? Thousands. I'm just, I'm just scrolling. I'm scrolling. One, two, three, stop. Okay. Sanders, Jonathan Ace. Sanders, Jonathan Ace. And again, I don't know him. I don't know anything about this guy. I have no idea. No idea. Right? No idea. This is Sanders information. Okay. So the United States District of Columbia for the District of Columbia. United States of America versus Jonathan A. Sanders Sr. So if it's the United States of America, what did this court case just say? Jurisdiction of crimes against the state is not among those powers.
So here you have just randomly selected, right? The United States of America versus somebody, right? And then you got a bunch of freaking laws. You got a bunch of crimes, right? So I'm not gonna, you know, go any more, any further. But this guy has uh, 36 months probation, 500 bucks, 60 hours of community service, right? So that's what that that guy had to do, okay? But this case right here is saying jurisdiction of crimes against the state is not amongst those powers of implied powers. They're not amongst the implied powers of these created courts. This is why it's important to read the holdings, right? Excuse me, to, to read the entire case and not just the holdings. So the Supreme Court has original jurisdiction of all cases. So it could theoretically try that case because it also holds in the common law. But created courts, because they come from the legislature, do not have jurisdiction over the common law because the common law is distinguished from the civil law and the, the common law is distinguished from the enactments of legislatures. Does that make sense? Okay. So these powers to fine for contempt, imprison for contumacy, which is like um, just blowing the, off the orders. Basically, if a, if, a, if a court tells you to do something, you're just like, go screw yourself. That's contumacy. Enforce the observance of the order, etc. That's what this means. AC means etc. Are powers which cannot be dispensed with a court, within a court, right? Because they are necessary to exercise of all others. So the justice here is saying courts have to have the you know they have to have certain aspects they have to have certain attributes or else they're not courts at all and if you take away the attributes of the courts that they require they're no longer courts which means you actually undermine and do away with the institution of a court you have a court has to have the nature of a court and so if a court can't find or imprison for contempt if it can't grant order if it can't write orders and then compel the uh, obedience of those orders, you're no longer, you're, you're stripping away the power of the court, right? Because they are necessary to the exercise of all others. And so far, our courts no doubt possess powers not immediately derived from the statute. What he's saying is the legislature did not explicitly say, you have the power to imprison, uh, excuse me, you have the power to fine for contempt. You have the power to do this. You have the power to do that. They have been implied. Those powers are implied. So the, 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 the justice is saying that the courts or the legislature does not have to expressly write everything the court can do. Okay. Now here's what he's saying. But opposite. All exercise of criminal jurisdiction in common law cases we are of opinion is not within their implied powers. Why did he write that? He wrote that because common law is only the he wrote that because it's only in courts of record. It's only in courts of record do you try the common law. You do not have common law if it's not a court of record. Therefore, you have to have a court of record or else you're not having common law. If you have rights, life, liberty, pursuit of uh, happiness, they can only be tried in a court of record, period, period. That's the law, right? That's the law. And that's what we're writing, right? That's what we're writing. Saving to suitors in all cases, the right of common law remedy where United States, um, 
Uh, okay, okay, yeah, that's, uh, whoa, 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 this is, this is, that doesn't look right. That doesn't look right. Looks like I, uh, where the common, saving suitors in all cases, the right of a common law remedy. No, where'd you go? Or the common law. Okay, there we go. All right, so now we want to say uh, United States versus, uh, what was that guy's name? Uh, Hudson. United States versus Hudson. 11 U.S. 32, right? And say 1812, right? Then we're going to quote that. No, no, there we go. A, nope, 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 I don't want to save. Okay. Uh, yeah, so, th so that's what we're telling them. We're basically telling them uh, that's what's up. And then we're going to do this. But exercise, but all exercise of criminal jurisdiction in common law cases, we are in opinion, is not within their implied powers. That's what we're going to go boom. We're going to go boom. We're going to say um, highlight for emphasis. We're going to show them that they don't have jurisdiction over criminal cases because we have to be tried in a court of record. Um, and then we're going to say some maxims, maxim of law. And we want to do the one that says the grant of jurisdiction. Uh, or excuse me, excuse me, excuse me, excuse me. No, 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 I was right. The grant of jurisdiction implies the grant of all powers necessary to its exercise. And I misspelled jurisdiction, boom. And that is one Kent com uh, three three nine dig two one two. And we'll show that. Let me get my maxims. Jurisdiction, camera. Oh shoot! Um, boom. Uh, where are we at? Where do, where do I go? Where do I go? Where do I go? Where do I go? Where, do I go? where, do I go? where is it? Oh, here it is. Uh, the grant of jurisdiction implies the grant of all powers necessary to its exercise. And the other one we're going to do is a judicial act by a judge. Where are you at? A judicial act by a judge without jurisdiction is void, right? That's what we're going to be hitting up. So basically, if you don't have uh, jurisdiction, then if if a judge does something outside his jurisdiction, then the then the action is void. The other one we're going to do is here: the judge is counsel for the prisoner. That's a common law maxim. Those are the three maxims we're going to be putting in. So. A judicial act 
by a judge without jurisdiction is void, but a ministerial act from whomsoever uh, proceeding may be ratified. And then the judge is counsel for the prisoner, right? What we're doing there is we're basically telling them, listen, you have, you're the guardian of my liberty. And because you're the guardian of my liberty, you need to be the counsel for me. You need to take notice of stuff that's going to be a device that's against, you know, my liberty. Uh, and then we'll, we'll ask the question and then we'll wrap up. Please take notice that Affiant wishes you to show anywhere in the Constitution or the state constitutions uh, where you were granted power to adjudicate criminal cases uh, outside of the common law. Um, do I like that question? Uh, no, I want a simpler question. This, this is where it's hard because you have to think. You have to you know, really get down to the core of the issue. The issue here is jurisdiction. Um, and jurisdiction arises from authority. Authority has to be granted. The authority hasn't been granted, so the judge, if he continues on in the case, is going against granted authority. So we're asking where the authority has been granted to you, but what is the judge doing? What's the simple thing that he's doing? Um, where is the power granted to you to prosecute um, we'll just say to prosecute to because um, he's not prosecuting to judge where were you granted power to judge a uh, a criminal proceeding not in a court well where were you get granted the power to judge a criminal proceeding not in a court of record that's what we'll say Wish you to show anywhere in the Constitution or the state constitutions where you were granted power to judge a criminal proceeding not in a court of record. That's it. That's it. And then you would wrap up with, uh, you know, the uh, the remedy portion. You're asking for dismissal. Um, I will spare that from the public forum because there's a lot of stuff that, I mean, listen, touching on this type of stuff is uh, kryptonite because the government's a bunch of freaking godless commies. Um, so if people want to learn, they can continue to study their constitutions. They can take Dave's webinars, Real Dave Cares For You at, uh, on Twitter, Dave Cares For You on Telegram. Uh, there's other times where I've written uh, the final remedy, but basically what you're telling him is you're going to tell him, you know, I want you to dismiss this case uh, for the, in, the interest of, uh, in the interest of justice and for the public good. Um, on the grounds that you don't have jurisdiction. 
give him the opportunity to respond and say if you agree if if you think I'm wrong uh, submit under penalty of perjury an affidavit within seven days uh, however days seven days five days um, evidence or the constitutional grant of authority where you have power to uh, judge criminal proceedings not in courts of record um, uh, or you agree that you're doing this with full knowledge, malice, and intent to violate my rights and to breach the public trust. Um, this stands. Uh, this affidavit shall stand against you uh, in all courts of record, and no court may rehear it. Um, you know, and you can continue to write stuff. And then I would finish with um, uh, what's it? I would finish with this was this affidavit was sent to you in the love of Jesus Christ, because we want people to know that it's Christ's wisdom that's being used. And then make sure that you got your verification at the very bottom uh, set up with, um, you know, all the stuff that you need uh, for that. Anyway, um, that's that's what we're doing. Uh, this l listen, it basically comes down to the fact that your liberties must be tried in a court of record. A court of record has a specific definition. The common law has a specific definition. If courts are not prosecuting people in courts of record, then there's no jurisdiction. And if you recognize that federal district courts, like the one that was created in the federal in the Judiciary Act of 1789, they were never granted uh, common law jurisdiction over criminal proceedings. Just they're, they're not. And so if you have a right, and you do, your rights have to be tried in a court of record that moves by the common law, which means that a legislature who a legislature that creates a court doesn't grant the court the power over the common law because the legislature can't grant power over the common law because the legislature enacts laws and enactments of legislatures are distinguished from the common law. So they can't do that. Anyway, um, let's end with the gospel. And that is that Jesus Christ died on the cross for our sins. When you believe the gospel, you are born again. It means that you trust in Jesus for the remission of your sin is the only way to go to heaven. You will go to hell because you are a sinner. The only way to not go to hell, I'm a sinner and I'm not going to go to hell because I believe the gospel. Trust in Jesus, be born again. When you believe that he was killed on the cross, he was buried, and three days later he rose from the grave, that gospel message is where Jesus says, you are now one of my, mine, you are in me, you have now, it is, I, God will now treat you as though you have lived my life because he treated me on the cross as though I had lived yours. Amazing. Believe the gospel. Uh, Lord willing, we'll be back tomorrow. I would point you to the patriotswitch.com slash Jaren option. What I literally just did in the last one hour and 34 minutes was I gave multiple uh, millions of dollars worth of observations and I showed how to tie stuff together. Um, I'm not going to be specific in things because uh, I want to make sure that you go to my teacher, Dave Jose, for the webinars um, and for those specific things. What I try to do is to show the application. What I try to do is to say, here's how these ideas merge uh, and here's a way to do this. Uh, not to be construed as legal advice, this is showing the application of Christ's wisdom using the common law, using diligence in the heart to not just take whatever ideas people give you, uh, but to actually validate what you say. Um, believe the gospel. I'd appreciate it if you signed up at thepatriotswitch.com slash Jaren. 
That's the way that I keep things going here. Uh, you can do the humblewb.coffee, which is the delicious air roasted premium coffee delivered right to your door. Private membership association there. It is perfectly roasted air roasted coffee. Perfectly roasted, no preservatives, no additives, all organic, all fair trade, all those things. Portions of proceeds goes to male Bibles around the nation because I believe people need the word of God. Amen. That is a good thing. God bless you, Lord willing. We'll be back tomorrow. Until then, I am Jaron Jackson. I do love America. Don't quit. Go to war.